Welcome to the Mel Hummer Podcast, episode 68. I'm Mo and I'm here with Elle and Alice. How the devil are you both? It's download Dude. week. It is download <laughs> week. The biggest week in the rock year. Are we excited? Metal Christmas. It is metal Christmas. Apart from Halloween. It's going to be good. Yeah, kind of. Uh, <laughs> it's going to be good. We're going to be going through the download lineup later, picking out all the bands we think uh, have the potential to steal the weekend. Some of the smaller bands you may have missed. Um, we mentioned a few of those a couple of weeks back. Uh, and some of the bands we think might surprise us. It's going to be good. In the meantime, don't forget that the latest issue of Metal Hammer is out right now. It's a special edition issue dedicated to the year that changed metal forever. I'm talking about 1994. We've got Machine Head on the front cover with a world-exclusive interview about all the madness that's been going on there, plus what the future holds now that they've got some of the Burn My Eyes lineup back in the band. Um, we've got stuff on Burn My Eyes, the album, of course. There's a free poster pack, 999 album art set, a free Machine Head patch, exclusive 25th anniversary patch. That's very cool. Uh, the Headbangers, I think that's what they call Machine Head fans, isn't it? Let's go with yes. The Headbangers have been going nuts over that one online, which is great. We've got stuff on Marilyn Manson, Korn, Therapy, Metallica, Emperor, Nine Inch Nails. It's a proper deep look inside. It's one of the balmiest years I think metal has ever had. Uh, and you can only get it all in Metal Hammer that's out right now. Got about a week left to go and order it. So uh, go to your nearest shop and pick it up immediately where you can. How are you guys doing? Good. Yes? Excited about all the things. Many, many things. The issue is exciting. There's loads of gigs coming up. There's download coming up this weekend. Things on things on things. Things on things. You did a cool thing this week. I did a cool thing this week. Tell us about the cool thing you did. (laughs) (laughs) On Monday night, I went to the Mongolian Embassy to see a band called The Who. And we've spoken about The Who a few times on the podcast. They are Mongolian bands. They incorporate elements of folk, of metal, of rock... And they have some incredible videos out online. They only have a few singles out. And these videos show like the Mongolian landscape from mountains to desert areas. And they were talking uh, to us about how they'd actually travelled something like 5,000 kilometres through Mongolia to film these videos. And one minute they'd had jackets on and been freezing at the top of mountains. And at other times they'd been like boiling hot in all their stage gear. 5,000 kilometres. So yeah, something like that. Mongolia is pretty big. Yeah, that's kind of what I mean. It's really, once again, to say how utterly ignorant I am that, you know, a country I know so little about clearly has such a vast Apparently you know, it's difference the 18th, in climate and places. And the 18th biggest country in the world, I think, geographically, wow. something like that. Wow. So, yeah, it was really cool. We got invited to go along to the Mongolian Embassy, which is pretty awesome, in South Kensington, and went in there and we saw the band, said hello to them, and they had their instruments just kind of laid out... Um, that we could look at and they were so cool like they've got all these kind of like traditional instruments but with painted really metals had lightning on them and a horse head on top of them oh I love that yeah super cool so um, horse head violins I think they might be called Fraser in a classic rock magazine knows but he's the expert on that so we went in there and uh, had a chat with them and then they performed one of their songs um, and it was just fantastic they don't even need to be Amplified. They can just play their instruments and they do throat singing. And um, it's just, the combination is so cool. I think you have to just look them up. It's The Who, which is H-U, and they're playing Download this weekend. And they have, yeah, these amazing clothes, kind of all draped in leather, these, like, amazing boots. And just, it was as if we were on top of a mountain top with them, even though we're in this room at the embassy. They're just really going for it and singing and doing the throat stuff, and it was really awesome. And then the ambassador... 
um, the Mongolian ambassador came in and just did a little speech as well and was kind of saying that he thinks it's cool that, you know, the band are representing Mongolia and he hopes they have success. Um, and then there was a really cool guy on the way out who I think was the secretary of the um, the um, what am I looking for? Embassy. The secretary yeah. of the embassy. And he was super chatty and he showed us a picture of us of him on his mobile phone when he used to have a motorbike and he was like, these are my younger days. And he was talking all about rock and roll. And they have this festival called Playtime in Mongolia in July, which has like deathcore bands, black metal bands. And apparently it's where all the alternative people from around the country come to congregate for this one weekend. So I was like, that sounds amazing. I'm going to put that on my list for next year. Wow. But it was just a great night. Like have a listen to the who we've, we talked about other Mongolian bands before, like Tenga Cavalry and so on. I think the Who are going to do really well just because they have this kind of um, this sound which bisects a lot of different genres. It's rock, it's metal, it's it's just this really kind of strong, interesting sound and aesthetic. And I cannot wait to see them do the whole thing at download. It's, it's crazy really how much attention they're getting, really. Yeah, I think the first really video. Come out of well, the first I'm going video had <laughs> seven. The first video had seventeen million views. Like. Last time I checked, and I'm sure it's probably on more now because, again, the aesthetics of it are just incredible. Um, and I don't want to mispronounce the song. Let me just Google it quickly. Just do it. What are you Googling <laughs> how to pronounce it? No, the who the song. So the song which has all the mountains and everything is called Uva Uva U, and that's the one they played as well. Um, and the latest single is called that's called Shug Shug. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Check out the Who. Good stuff. Love it. Uh, yeah, and they are at Download, of course, which we'll be talking about in a little bit. Um, what else has been going on? Everyone's losing their shit about Miley Cyrus covering Nine Inch Nails in Black Mirror. Yeah. Have I seen that? I've not had a chance to watch it yet. I've listened online to her singing it, but that's as far as I've gone. So um, No spoilers, please. No, please. I won't spoil the ending, but there's uh, Miley plays this kind of super um, like manipulated and... Uh, I'm trying to, to think how to describe it without actually naming other pop stars that might be based on because it might be libelous. But she, she basically plays this pop star who's um, super manufactured and all the rest of it and she's got this team behind her that basically control everything she does and keep her, they keep her doped up and compliant yeah. and this kind of stuff. Um, and her big her big single in the, in the show is this kind of weird... Safe. I want a roll. Yeah, like a weird <laughs> remaking of uh, Head Like a Hole by Nine Inch Nails. It's really, really weird the way it's done. It's quite interesting, and the internet's losing, losing its mind about it, which is quite good. So you should all go see that, because it's very, very good indeed. I so can't wait to watch that. it. It's not the cinema, you just watch it at home. So. I love Black Mirror. San Junipero, I almost shed a tear at that. Yeah, it's What an episode. Version, it? Is it it's as good as that? That's what I want to know. No, it's not as good as that, but I did think it's interesting how it feels like Brooker's embracing more of an almost like an action movie aesthetic to a lot right. of the way the mo- the plot and the pacing of the episodes go now because you know they're an hour plus each one yeah um, and it's not really this one so much but there's quite like a nice kind of almost cuddly vibe to some of the stuff that's in the new episodes like it's quite sweet oh, so okay. I wonder if the reaction mm. to San Junipero is part of that because everyone loved that ending so much or maybe it's gone soft yeah, exactly. I was just shocked that it was all like American now because I hadn't mm. watched it since it was like. That's what I mean. Like it's got very British. Hollywood and stuff. Yeah. And the yeah. vibe has changed. Um, you have just joined us on the Metal Hammer TV podcast. Uh, I hope you enjoyed <laughs> our review of 
of the latest, <laughs> the latest program. I'm happy to sort of about, talk about the chilling adventures of Sabrina. Yeah, Let's forever not do and that. ever. <laughs> Me and Alice do our own podcast. All about white for Dark Crystal, man. That's what we're here for. Oh, yeah, it's really great. Uh, in the metal news this week, we start off with some sad news. Um, Brazilian metal legend Andre Matos has died at the age of 47. Uh, reports looked like it was a heart attack, I think. Uh, he's probably best known for his work with symphonic power metal as Angra, but he was also in bands like Viper and Shaman. Um, he made appearances with the likes of Epico. He made numerous appearances with Tobias Summit's Avantasia project. Um, so he was very well liked in the, in the metal scene as a whole, and he was extremely important to the, the native metal scene in Brazil in particular. Um, and one of his former bandmates in Angra is Kiko Loreiro, who is now, of course, in Megadeth. Um, and he offered the really touching quote... Um, he said of uh, Andre, he said, uh, life is too fragile. Uh, since I was 14 years old at the Rio Branco College, Andre was already the benchmark. We wanted to be like him, the unmatched voice, the talent for the piano. Um, he was a very accomplished pianist as well. Uh, fortunately, fate brought us together for nine years. In the years we spent together, we created amazing things which are stored in the most special place of my mind. The crazy dream of having a world-famous heavy metal band that we talked about while sitting on the bus going to rehearsals. Your voice, your songs, and your piano will be eternal for all of us fans. Thank you, Andre. Um, so yeah, you can read more about Andre at uh, metalhammer.com. And if you haven't heard his work, go and listen to Angra, because uh, like I said, they're a very important band for the Brazilian metal scene. So his loss is going to be felt very keenly. So rest in peace to him. Um, what else is going on? In more positive news, big tours kicking off this week. Yeah, Slipknot Metallica yeah. have both kicked off. Just some European little bands getting on the right there. Um, no. Slipknot's first show since 2016 was held in Finland. Of course. The home of metal. Well, we were talking about it. Because <laughs> <Yeah, anyways. laughs> obviously some bits have surfaced online of Slipknot shows. And I was like, oh, this is really cool. And you're like, oh, I don't want to watch it. I don't want to ruin it. I didn't watch it, no. So and then after you said that, like, I was just about to watch it. And then I was like, oh, no, I don't want to ruin it either. Yeah, so yeah. <laughs> quickly um, turned it off. Well, I think Slipknot obviously just about to do download. A lot of people listening to this will be a download. So we won't do too many set list spoilers just in case anyone's trying to hold off. But, um... They started. I think we could talk about what they're starting with because everyone's talked about it. It looks like they're starting with people equal shit, which I so good. can't think of many better songs to kick off a set with in the whole of metal. Like literally the whole of the history. How of much metal. energy is going to be in that field? Like it's gonna what be a so song good. to start on? Like that is just going to go off. Yeah, and I and I watched the first kind of twenty seconds of the Rock and Ring performance, and there's a big Slipknot banner that comes down. Amazing. Once I presume the prior band have finished. And then there's like atmospherics, I think they do the intro to the R album. Um, uh, and it's all obviously going to kick off into something mental, so that's really good. Um, and yeah, Metallica back on the road again. Uh, they're in the habit of splitting up their, their kind on of the tours. On the road again. Was that? <laughs> <laughs> Is that Willie Nelson? No, it was Turn the Page. Oh, of course. It was oh, my God. Turn the Page. Sorry. Right I did recognise it because of your unique way of singing it. Thanks, Merlin. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, yeah, they're still playing St. Anger Cuts. So, interesting. They played um, the title track, St. Anger, on their first show back in... Uh, oh, was it St. Anger or was it Frantic? I can't remember. They played one in Slane Castle in Ireland and then they play either the same or a different set of cut in, um, in uh, uh, oh God, Holland, I think they were in, in the Netherlands. Uh, so yeah, obviously sticking to the St. Anger material, so that's interesting, isn't it? Mm, it is interesting. Would yes. you like to see St. Anger? I can't, have we talked I've about said Anger? before I that I don't, we have. I, I don't hate it like people do. I quite like some of the songs and... 
yeah, I'm not like, oh, this is awful. I'm like, yeah. I'd love for hearing the title track. I don't think I could do Frantic. I like Frantic. So. Oh, it's lyrically so bad. Though. Don't care. Fine. <laughs> Fine. And more importantly for me, uh, in my opinion anyway, they're playing No Leaf Clover still, which if that gets to Twickenham next week, I'll be deeply excited. Um, I just realised that means, I know we won't be doing that next week on the podcast because it's on Thursday. Fine, ignore me. Uh, so yeah, Sitting on Metallica, both on the road. Um, what we see is Sitting on this weekend, seeing Metallica next week. Obviously Metallica is supported by Ghost as well. It is a hell of a time to be into metal this summer. Well, it's, it's just insane, isn't it? So insane. And Ramstein down the line in July as well. Ah, yeah, Ramstein as well. So good. God. I mean, that's genuinely three of, you could probably say, the seven or eight biggest metal bands of all time, all playing within about three weeks of that each other. That is the gig I'm most looking forward to. It's going to be nuts. Yes. And we will have, have uh, plenty of build-up to that right here on the podcast as well, of course. Um, who's watched the Rob Zombie 3 from Hell teaser trailer me yeah. I know you did because we just watched it here I already uh, watched it as well uh, it, what do you think give nothing I mean, away yeah, it's not <laughs> you have no idea from that it just looks wow. like Rob Zombie it's just film. like recaps of the last two films and then like one clip of them yeah. in jail which we've kind of seen those there were those um, like teaser images a while back of the three of them holding the like cards and jail cards you know this yeah 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 like the, the mugshot mugshot things yeah what do you call yeah. those I don't know I have no idea I have no Police idea either shots there is a name for that isn't it just mugshots yeah, what do you call the numbers that they hold yeah um, so their registration police numbers. numbers police cards does anybody out there know what you call the weird plaques you have to hold with a number on it when you get arrested we don't get arrested so we, we don't know. know we're good I like Cherry Moon Zombie's laugh that's in it though the baby laugh which is like ha 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 that's yeah. like a classic <laughs> yeah. it's a classic on, laugh it kind of ticked off all the essential like beats you want for the Rob Zombie thing like oh there's Sherry Moon oh there's what's his face yeah. beardy guy um, and then there was Danny Trejo and then a little bit of Danny Trejo as well <laughs> I mean Danny Trejo is just he's just had it made for the last 20 years because yeah. he's the guy that you will just get cast in this very certain type of movie that you know everyone that sees him is going to be happy to see him yeah definitely so yeah that comes out uh August this year yeah. is it that soon well like the soundtrack comes out in August so we're just wow. this isn't like an actual date we're just kind of like we feel as in Team Louder feel like it might that's only like, two months away we, we have though. the vibe of, of August like, <laughs> now, like, nowadays like film trailers come out sometimes like a year in advance yeah so that's, that's interesting well like he has been teasing it for quite a while I suppose on Instagram and everything so are you, are you guys excited about this film? Are you interested in the... I really the, like the, the first one, but the second one, I can. I wasn't actually that impressed by the second one. I found it a little Devil's bit Rejects. like... Yeah, it was just a bit like meh. So House of a Thousand Corpses was the very first horror film I watched. Really? So I have wow. this really weird... Such a product of your time. So I have this really <laughs> weird thing where it's like, I didn't really understand what I was watching, and it's sort of taken me a while to kind of like work it all out. It's a... A strange film to watch for your first horror film because yeah. it being based on other horror films and yeah mm. yeah so I found them interesting because Rob Zombie did them but I, I didn't like connect with them like people did I think just because I didn't really have any of that context for it I was just like here's a bunch of people doing a load of horrible things <laughs> wow. so I don't know yeah I, I, I'll watch it because I've watched the others but it's like a funny film for me been given a lot of rope uh, to kind of make like 
okay horror films. Mm. Yeah. And obviously, he is an absolute icon of horror. We had a guest at the horror issue last year. Um, but if you if you're thinking like he's quite a, yeah, he's not a prolific director because he hasn't done enough films every time, but he's got a proper portfolio of horror movies now. And you kind of think of other people who are considered like the all-time great horror directors. I don't know how many genuinely classic movies I would say he's made. Yeah. Personally, I, I liked what he did. I liked the approach he took to Halloween more than the finished product. Um, yeah, I, I don't really rate it. Then, yeah, I, really. I agree with you, Alice, about the um, House of a Thousand Corpses. Thousand? Ten thousand? Thousand. Loads. House of a Thousand Corpses. <laughs> <laughs> definitely better than the sequel. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, for instance, see. And I feel like now we are in a climate where horror is absolutely massive again. Maybe as big as it's ever been. Um, so it'd be interesting to see if he's feels, you know, ready to step up to the plate, as it were. I just think he's cool. Probably, yeah. absolutely. Probably more than films, I don't know. Yeah, I just love him. I like... size, looks out of the window. He's this utterly... I mean, they're wrong. It's a very sexy man. If I <laughs> can get that. And he can, he can pull up leather trousers. You know, yes, not can. many men can do that. I know, but he's, even aside <laughs> from that kind of stuff, he's just got this aura about him. He's just one of the coolest, most widely accepted pop culture icons in metal now. Um, yeah. He could literally just turn up, play Dracula every couple of years, and everyone's <laughs> yeah. I mean, Not that he does do that, he's got a shit ton of that stuff going on. Yeah, like... um, speaking of which, because he is playing Download this weekend. Yes. Shall we do Download? Okay. Is it fair to say, and I'm genuinely not saying this because of hype, I've got my honest journalist head screwed on, is this one of the best download lineups ever put together? Yes. It is. Mm. It's really good. I think so when, I look, when I look through the lineup, I'm like, you know, like if you look through a Clash Finder schedule, it's like there's bands that I'd watch all the way down the days. Um, probably not the Friday, if I'm honest, because it's a bit more classic rock, but the Saturday and the Sunday, looking down the Clash Finder, it's like, every single band for every single time period there's definitely someone I want to watch Alice thoughts I think there's clashes that I'm very disappointed about and I know like one which I imagine we'll be talking about later (laughs) yeah and like a couple of a couple of the lineups they've had like in the past couple of years I've wanted to go to more than this one I think interesting you were a download virgin right yeah I've never been so it's going to be interesting. Is the Venn diagram of bands that you generally like to see not as strong in download as it might be in Bloodstock or? Usually, I mean. Because I'll say this is a fairly metal lineup overall. Yeah, it's more like my kind of metal, isn't it? It's more like basic bitch metal rather than, <laughs> rather than your seventies like esoteric psychedelic metal. Yeah, or anything like well, there's like basic some, bitch, not basic there's, witch. Some, there's some yeah. good, there's some <laughs> exactly. good like um, I guess there's some good stuff on the dog tooth stage. There's yeah. good stuff everywhere. Well, this is what uh, I mean, like, there's good stuff everywhere. And there's I'm been better. In. There's been better lineups on the dog tooth stage in previous years. I mean, I guess what I th- what I feel about this lineup is like, even if I take away the fact that personally, for my taste, there's shit loads of stuff I want to see, especially across Saturday and Sunday. Mm. I kind of think if you look at the slots of, of, and how they've been filled, and the, the size and the status and the legacy of a lot of these yeah. bands on there. I think I think this, I think it's mad. Like for me, I think it's mad that Slayer on their final ever tour and Smashing Pumpkins are both playing this thing and not headlining. Yeah, yeah, I know. Like, right, and that's yeah. the, to me, that's a measure of how big this lineup is. Like, 
we'll go through them all individually uh, in a minute. But you know, you've got Def Leppard. Okay, they played a couple of times already, but I'm, you know, no one's arguing with the fact that one of the big sort of bands going. Slipknot don't even need to go into that. Tool, um, the, you know, their first UK show for 13 years. I think it's an absolutely massive booking. Then under that, you've got Slash, who's of course a massive name. You've got White Snake on the Friday as well, so that's a really big, powerful classic rock trio there. Um, you've got the weird booking in Diamond, maybe we'll get onto that in a bit. Trivium, who are on, you know, probably a Renaissance period right now, which is great. And as I said, you've got Smashing Pumpkins, who are a fucking massively important band. You've got Lamb of God on there, who are a massive metal band. Um, you've got a Modern Mark, who headlined a different festival last year. Yeah. You've got Slayer, you've got Dream Theatre, who play arenas. You've got Hailstorm, who are doing arenas this year. You've got Stone Temple Pilots, who are massively influential and important band. You've got Rob Zombie, who's a massively important and influential band. Um, you know, you go further down the bill, you've got, you know, I don't like Simple Creatures, but you've got a member of Blink and, is it You Me at Six? In that I band? have no idea. And Simple Creatures, help me out, Oh. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it is. Yeah. Um, it's a very big super group anyway, they're a big deal. Um, Enter Shikari, they, they headline Alexandra Palace, and they're headlining the third stage at this festival. And then right at the bottom, oh. you've got fucking... All time low. All time low, sorry. Yeah, it's Alex Gaspar. That's Alex Gaspar, My bad. Um, not my thing. Uh, and then right down there, you've got like at the gates and carcass, like seminally important metal bands. Yeah, and municipal you know, waste on on a small deal either. <laughs> so it just feels like they've really come out swinging. And I wonder if I'm completely speculating here. Maybe we can get copying on for a, an interview at some point to ask him. But I wonder if they've registered the fact that they're going to be competing with, as well as Metallica and Ghost playing within the same week, pretty much as well as Ramstein coming back for their first tour, like European tour in a while, on the new album. Glastonbury's bringing Merlin now. Reading is probably still something they have to compete with on certain bands. Um, and I think Download have really come out swinging and made a very powerful point to the fact that they are... Well, and of course they've got Bloodstock to deal with now. You know, they've got bands like Parkway Headline and that. I think they've done an amazing job of putting their foot down and saying, you know, you look at that and you think, that is the biggest rock line-up. Mm-hmm. Over the summer. It's amazing. Years, it's really amazing. It's genuinely great. It's going to be a very exciting weekend. So yeah, shout out Download for really coming out swinging um, on this one. Uh, so let's go through it, shall we? Friday, Def Leppard slash Whitesnake. I think we can all agree that would be a really fun. And obviously yeah. Clutch as well. Blackberry Smoker. You know, if you're into all that kind of thing. Yeah, it's definitely. Clutch a bit different. But if you're into like big, fun rock songs you're pretty much set up for that Friday main stage, right? Nothing anyone needs to particularly pick out from that, I don't think. No? I'll take your... I'm used to Def Leppard. The only, com- the only comment... Sorry. <laughs> you're yeah. Def Leppard? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, talk about why people should um, go watch them. They should go watch them. Performing Hysteria in full, I believe. Oh my God, best album. <laughs> <laughs> like, it so is now just... this is surprising you. <laughs> talk about it's Hysteria. It's so good. It's so good. Um, it's just like one of those... those Albums I can put on in my car on a sunny day and just sing every single lyric. It's just great. It's really fun. Um, it's really funny as well. Like their lyrics can be very sexual and hilarious. So you find yourself singing them. It's but a bit also, like carry on, isn't it? Yeah, it's just like you find yourself singing them really loudly, and then you're like, "Oh no, there's a granny over there." And <laughs> <they're just> like, <laughs> um, it's just one of those like really really fun bands, and you can get all like leotarded up. And are you gonna wear a leotard? No, I'm probably not. Um, but I might wear <laughs> leggings and back home my hair. <laughs> I 
Absolutely. I always back. I always back over my hair and I wear leggings very often, so it's not really like. <laughs> but I might like pull out some fancy leggings. Yeah. Some eighties leopard prints. Yeah. It's happening. Um, but yeah, no, it's great, and it's a great album, and they're a really important band, both for like the new wave of British heavy metal, but also like glam hair rock as well. Like yeah. they're, they're one of those bands that can do both. So they're really important, and I think everyone should just go and see them. Although I'm really good because they're clashing with Rob Zombie. Oh shit! Oh no! Oh man! Yeah. What are you gonna do? I, I know. think there's gonna be a wider. <laughs> I think there's gonna be a wider portion of people who are guarded about that clash than you might think. Oh, definitely. Because if you like just fun rocking, yeah, cl- you know, Friday night out, yeah. And he's a death metal as well, like do that kind of thing as well, really. Yeah. So we've got quite a lot of just fun rock and roll music going on that. Yeah, Friday night. Definitely. Um, so you'll probably end up seeing Dev Leppard, will you? I will because I missed them last December. I see. Um, and their tickets were very expensive for their like um, sort of arena shows. Right. So I really want to see them and I've seen Rob Zombie and I love Rob Zombie but have to weigh it up. So it's going to be Def Leppard. Yeah. Although fair. I'm going to be really sad to not see Rob Zombie. Very, very fair. I'm really sad because I'm probably not going to download on Friday. I really want to see Rob Zombie, but I'll have to see him another time. Rob Summers. Um, Opeth as well on that stage. They feel like they stick out a little bit on that lineup there, so that'll be interesting. Um, uh, not exactly kind of a warm up for rocking Eagles of Death No, it's more chill. It's not really like beery. Especially now that they're very <laughs> proggy focused, so that'll be interesting. But, you know, they're a massive, massive band. Um, I imagine a lot of people that will be seeing at the gates later in the evening will be seeing Hopeth that day. Uh, you've got Cabana Attack on there, you're obviously into a slightly different era than your singer. Skid Row, um, I imagine loads of people will go see that before they just camp out at the main stage for the day. It's a, it's a great lineup for like 80s it's type. Ba- they've music, basically right? done the classic rock yeah. Sunday on Friday. Exactly, really. yeah. Yeah, it'll be interesting. It's a proper Friday night out. Uh, Delane, yeah. Uh, further down we've got Me First and the Gimme Gimme Gimmies. I hate that band. It's just Gimme Gimmies. Oh, Real Big Fish Only as well. Only two Gimmies. I quite like Me First and the Gimme Gimmies. And I like Real Big Fish. I, I don't like Scarpunk and I hate twee stuff. So when you I put think it's just together, nostalgia for me with Me First and the Gimme Gimmies. What about the song Sell Out by Real Big Fish? No, I, I fucking <laughs> hate that song. To be fair, when I, I was 14 and I went to see them, it was one of the best gigs I'd ever been to because no. it was fun. It's just fun. So if you like fun and cringy cheese, then probably go to Interrupted is very highly regarded punks, but uh, not really for us. Why can't so I stop singing? It's bad, sorry. Uh, it's fine. Um, Peng Shui as well. Heard a lot about them. They're basically a rap group. I sound really old. They're a rap group. They're a Bipsy rap group. Um, but they seem to be getting put in a lot of robbers, so that could be interesting. Um, at the gate, casually headlining the dog two stage. Yeah, that is crazy. That is Jesus. crazy. That I feel that clashes as well. That clashes with Def Leppard. Um, so probably less of a problem for a lot. I of mean, people, I it's not because it's a huge problem for me. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. Like I would go and see Rob Zombie at the gates any day of the week, and the fact that they're at the same time is. Well, Rob Zombie finishes, and then you could maybe go over to other gates. Yeah. So you could do those two together, but Def Leppard on the whole time. I mean, that, that, that dog through stage is where really the metal is at <laughs> on Friday, isn't it? At the gates, near Blivisciris, they're really good. We had, we had a few readers um, talking about them 
on the Facebook page. Ginger, very highly regarded in upcoming. 12 Foot Ninja, I like them. They're really good. Vega, uh, Lost so Society. They're, if you haven't seen Lost Society and you just like wicked straight up, no nonsense thrash metal, go see Lost Society. They're really good. Skinned, I like a bit of yeah, that. Yeah, I'm going again because I don't think I'm going to go on Friday for reasons. But Skinned, I really want to see because I've not seen them live yet. And um, yeah, you've got the lead singer who's all like dressed up and looks freaky. And then her sidekick guy called father who's like wears a gimp mask and they sing about serial killers all the songs are about different serial killer incidents it's going to be weird so please Alice go and see it for me and report back because I'm clutch might well yeah I could maybe run over after clutch okay (laughs) I need photos videos and a full report so Oh. Alice is just shedding all her metal cred she's built up on the podcast so far. <laughs> uh, fuck up the to watching Def Leppard. <laughs> Def Leppard and Clutch, yeah. Um, right, Conjurer, I think, could end up being one of the bands of the weekend. Uh, yeah. I, I generally think that. Normally, at download, one of the great things about download actually is that there's normally one or two performances on the, in the tents that people all come back from going, Did you fucking see that? Like when Code Orange played it and. Various others to come to mind. When Barry Tomorrow played it a few years back. Um, and I feel like Conjurer, like people are really excited about this band, they're really good live, and I feel like it could be one of those things where we, we see people spinning out the tent and it gets gnarly. So if you're going to see one band that you haven't seen before on this lineup, I would say go see Conjurer on the Friday anyway. There'll be plenty more of that. Any arguments there? Well, now with Scaris, I said before, mm. you just mentioned them. I yeah. saw them live uh, earlier in the year. Um, and they were just fantastic just a really fantastic band so definitely watch them um, I've all, I also think I spotted yeah Deadland Ritual so that's Geezer Butler's yeah. Geezer Butler's new band Super so uh, if you want to go see one of the single greatest bassists in metal history that's where you should be I should mention Name of Scaris have a violin as well so well I can't argue with that can you yeah um, right Saturday fucking hell <laughs> it's going ah, a while to get through these next two the days dream day. Shall we start? What way around should we do this? Let's start with Slipknot, fuck it. Uh, I think this is a really important gig for Slipknot. Their backs feel a little bit against the walls. There's been some funny reactions to the masks. And there's a little bit of controversy with Chris exiting oh, the band. double knee operation yeah. a couple of weeks yeah. ago. Imagine having, having a double knee operation, then having to go straight into an album cycle and play some of the biggest shows of your life. Yeah. I don't understand. This is the first time they'll be at... You know, they're, 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 it feels like it's a homecoming gig. Always does, always does, always does, yeah. It feels like it's their set. festival, really. It, it is 2009, it is 10 years since the, what many people consider the greatest yeah. um, download set ever as well. They really claim this festival for themselves. Yeah. Um, I think it's an important gig for them. Like, I think it's, this is a gig where they need to come out and remind everyone why this is their fucking house. Uh, and as we know, Slipknot tend to work best when their backs are against the walls, so... I think actually my favourite Slipknot at download was the one before the one they headlined where it was just pissing it down with rain. Do you remember that? I'm trying to think what year it was and I just remember being oh, it was like absolutely soaked and just uh, when that been? fucked up. Four or five? When, they, when Slayer were on the bill as well. 2004, I want to say. I'm just looking it up quickly. 2000... Oh, they were playing 2004 and 2005 and... It was one of those. 
But it, yeah, it just absolutely pissed it down. It was so amazing. And this is very embarrassing. I actually found like a diary entry I'd written where I was like, it was so good. Yeah. I love this gig so much. <laughs> I saw them and it was raining. Yeah. Bit I'll of, read the diary entry. Bit of you got it? No. Oh man, that's awesome. <laughs> but it just what made such an impact on me. Just after I went to the, clearly, I think I was writing for a website at the time. I was writing for something called like Sound Generator, which is long dead. And um, yeah, I was like there writing a lot of stuff. And I remember like just for myself, I sort of wrote this little thing about Slipknot, about how much I loved it, which, um, you know, I'm old and cynical now, not really. But I just remember like finding it and just going, wow, like, you know. I knew that I loved that set, but I obviously loved it so much. I took the time to just write something for myself to kind of go, remember, you really loved this. This was the greatest thing ever. And That's awesome. They're just brilliant. They're so theatrical. And I, I just remember the rain that day was really, I don't know, it was something really euphoric about just standing there, just in the so rain, just feeling to, free um, and just enjoying metal. it and just going, I fucking love this band. I yeah, love this yeah, moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was brilliant. So I love all the stuff like that. Even if it pisses it down at download this weekend, there's just going to be moments, I'm sure, where you're just like, fuck, I don't care. Like, who cares? I'm just having a great time. And, you know, yeah, it's good. Definitely. And actually, the last time Slipknot played download, it absolutely bucketed it down. Yeah. Oh, well, I had another incident. Obviously, a download went and sucked my headlines, and I dislocated my shoulder and had a big cry. So they're quite an eventful <laughs> band wow. for me. A mixed bag. <laughs> if you see me, please don't hurt me. Um, Deanne Bird. Oh, I know how I feel about this. How do you guys feel about not just the fact this band are booked for download, but for the fact they're playing a sub-headlining slot? I'm excited. Really excited. Because we saw them at Reading Festival and it was so great. It was so high. Best set I saw all summer. It was so high energy and brilliant. And again, I think I'm really looking forward to Donna this weekend just because, um, you know, you can just kind of carry on with your daily routine and just doing all this stuff and it's fine. And But when you go to see an amazing live band or there's an amazing atmosphere, it really kind of like lifts you up a bit and kind of gives you a bit of an injection of energy. And Deantwood, that for me, when we saw them at Reading, it was suddenly this kind of jolt of energy, like, wow, like that is super fun and everyone was really involved and it was just a really great time so if they can do the same thing again if they can it was the way they got everyone aside I think at Reading because again a festival there's lots of disparate bands disparate groups of people and Deant weren't are necessarily what people had gone for but they got everyone on their team and the stage show was great and it was just this high energy so I can't wait to see that yeah I agree with all of that what do you think Alice? um I'm just really not bothered to be quite honest. Right. I'd like to see you one over. Do you fancy going to watch it with me? Um, not really. Cause <laughs> <laughs> what it's going to clash! What a sick burn. I reached out for um, a friendship. I would like to see Stone Temple Pilots, but um, I want to see Batushka. Oh, oh shit. Yeah. Batushka clash with Diablo. Yes. Oh, I'm genuinely annoyed. And then it's Carcass. They clash with oh, the end. Oh, fuck. Them. So, I, I, those, and Carcass, I am not missing. These clashes, I'm sorry. Well, I'm going to see the because then you can review it next week and then I don't have to. I'm sorry, what, okay. you're, what you're saying about the download lineup, though, I've never felt this way about so many clashes before. Like, there yeah. are so yeah. many, when you're really really clashes. Yeah. We'll get to all these, the, like, so shit. the, the main stage is good enough, but we'll get to all these other bands um, in a bit. But yeah, I think, I think the Amber's a great book in. It is admittedly. They've probably been booked a bit higher than their status is. They weren't, they weren't sub-headlining at Reading when we saw them. And I would say 
they're probably a bigger band in that environment than they are in the metal and rock festival. I think they just stuck them in there for that subheadliner because but they I want think... to get people riled up for Slipknot. Like they are, yeah. they are a warm-up band. You know that, that they are. I do think they're up. really big with sort of the goth community, though. Like I know a lot of gothy people that love them. Really? Yeah, and Jonathan, especially like our reviews editor who is Lord of the Underground, fucking loves the. Underground. Yeah, he does, and there's a lot of like they kind of appeal to sort of industrial goths like people yeah. that are into that kind of stuff well, it's quite so, techno kind of stuff yeah yeah exactly so like yeah cyber goths and, all and it that. is nuts as well like it, it, it'll be unlike anything you've probably seen live so unless you are very fairly going to see one of the other great bands that are clashing with them but if, if you're cynical about the amber but you, you haven't really got another plan in place just go see them i want them to play so the good. one about the rats Rats. I would go oh, yeah. see them <laughs> if they weren't clashing, to be honest. But I'm not, I, I'm like, take it or leave it with them. I'm not. Fair. Um, nothing I don't think warms my heart on this download book this year as much to see Trivium with their logo. Actually, because you know they're booked high enough to have, to, be, to have the logo on there again. Third from top on a really big download lineup. I, I think it it's fucking great and it's so deserved as well after that last album cycle. I hadn't even thought too much about the fact that Shreem were playing but that record in the sentence so good. That's what I mean and like th- this is exactly the kind of lineup where you've got fucking I got Slipknot Tool Slayer all these big moments. This is the kind of lineup for me where I think people could come away talking about trivia. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not saying I'm predicting that necessarily but they are on such a tear at the moment and they were so good the last time they played download a few years back. The gig in Brixton last year was the metal gig of the year, pretty much. Um, and I think this is a really good... Because, kind of like what El just said, really, I think a lot of people will take trivia for granted on these kind of lineups, And I think it's just to the point where people will be starting to get a bit more beard up and a bit more ready for the run-in for that night. I could really see Trivium coming out and just taking this thing by the scruff of the neck and putting out something that people will remember for a long, long time. If um, they play Sever the Hand, I'm going to lose my shit. They almost certainly will. It's going to be so good. Yeah, oh, I, I, I think going to watch them. Though. I don't like Trivium. Oh, man. You're going to watch them though, right? <laughs> yes, I'm really excited about Trivium. I saw them do... Uh, they. I don't know if it technically was self-headline because they had alternating stages, but I saw them do Heavy Montreal last year and they played just before Gajira, I think. And the fact that I still came out thinking trivia were good showed you how good they were. Because <laughs> you don't tend to see anyone past Gajira when you see them. No. So yeah, I think they will be fucking great. Um, if you need a party, party band on that stage on the Saturday, Skin Dreads. Yeah. Do we need to say anything more about them? They are just more I saw them a couple of well. weeks back supporting Disturbed and they already had the festival set ready. Like Benji was goading everyone on and saying everyone was shit if they didn't like certain songs that were playing. Like between, between their songs, they had songs playing over the PA and like rap and metal and they're getting everyone to do the Newport helicopter and yeah. they are, it was a festival set they played then so I'm sure they're just going to bring the same thing out yeah it'll be wicked and then I mean this stage is insane Behemoth is, yeah. on the main yes. stage of Donington also Behemoth Oof. before Skindred that is quite the jump That's gonna be hilarious, I like both it? bands but that is quite the jump in tone it is yeah <laughs> but um, again in the right environment it's, it's little things that can scupper extreme metal bands on big stages as long as the sound is right um, you know, if it's not, I mean, a washout might be a good thing for a band like Behemoth. I don't know, but if the if the, if the gods align, I just made that Satan up. aligns. If Satan aligns, <laughs> then again, you could have a career-defining performance. Power Trip as well, one of the best young metal bands in the world. They're young and hungry. They'll be wanting to tear the shit out of that stage. Um, Royal Republic, I'm not too bothered about. Are either of you? 
Shoulder shrug. Nice. No. Alright, sorry lads. Uh, Alien Weaponry though. Yeah. Really exciting young band from New Zealand everyone's really stoked on. Um, New Zealand? I didn't know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, everyone's going to be really excited about that. So again, this whole main stage lineup on this day is basically filled with hungry metal bands with something to prove. And then you've got Diablo and Skindred kind of sandwiched in and all that, who are two of the best live bands in the world. Like, that is a Hall of Fame level main stage lineup, I think. Fucking hell. Um, second stage, what we got around here? Bad Wolves could be interesting. There's a lot of hype around them yeah, last year. I feel like it's speeded out a bit. Yeah, I think like they might be worth checking out. I haven't heard much, but well, they got famous for their covers, didn't they? What were the famous covers they did? Zombie. Yeah, that Zombie. Was it. Zombie. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they break the internet with that. Uh, so that could be interesting. Animals leaders uh, kind of feel like they're just a reliable band yeah, if you like good. that kind mm-hmm. of thing now. Epica, I think, is an interesting one. Yeah. If I'm not stuck to the main stage all day, I'll be quite interested to head over to the second stage to see what crowd Epica draw because I think people underestimate how big they are. Yeah, we saw them, didn't we, like last year, year before? And yeah, I saw them a couple of years. I feel yeah. like the people that like Epica really like Epica. Mm. There's just a lot of people who are like quite fanatical about that band. Yeah, definitely. Um, three Days Grace, still around, can for them. <laughs> Stone Temple Pilots obviously have someone else singing for them now. Yeah, um, yeah I'm um, curious to see them too, but. Yeah, I've not seen them with the news. Well, I've never seen them at all. The actually. Word, though, is a shitter. Yeah, that's going to be a tough I one. Love them, Sorry, guys, I love that. I'm not very excited. But I think, I think Stone Temple Pilots are from an era and they're one of those bands mm. where they have a very dedicated... Like, <laughs> if you're from that era and you were into them at the time, you're not missing that, you know? Um, I'm just... I'm, I would be more gutted about Scott missing them because of Clashes if it was the original singer, but sadly... Yeah, of course. I mean, you know, that it, when, a, when you lose someone like Scott, like, yeah. that's not an easy thing to move on from but um, as with Alison Chase and them, I'm sure no one holds it against them that they're still out there and you know gave very credible mm-hmm. uh, position in the festival which is great shit um, Hailstorm we just had a conversation about this and we're not <laughs> we did Alice is not keen no. um, <laughs> oh Alice which is fine uh, for me Hailstorm I think out of all the bands that quite proudly make basic rock and roll music for radio I think Hailstorm are by far the best out of them. And I don't mean that as an insult at all. I'm basically just saying they're a really catchy rock and roll, slightly yeah. heavier rock and roll music. Liz is a really good performer. She's been doing it since she was an actual child. Yeah. And all her heroes are sort of these 80s metalers. And she does that kind of old school, really kind of ripping her voice up and putting on like a rock and roll show so again if you see them there's going to be a lot of energy you know she knows how to work a room and she knows what the audience want she's just really professional yeah definitely um and i think you know i wasn't quite as big on the last album as i was on um into the wild life was it into the wild life yeah yeah um but uh they will absolutely match that stage like I think it's exactly the right bill for them. I think it's the right time um, for them to get a kind of, you know, a quote, a quote, headline slot of some description. Then the last album was Vicious. It was Into the Wildlife and then it was Vicious last year, do you remember? Yes, Vicious, yeah. yeah. I didn't love Vicious quite as much, but um, I saw them at... You were at Brixton as well? Yeah, I was at Brixton. Yeah, we saw them at Brixton. I was really impressed. And we thought they were bloody good. So I if they only had four albums as well. I'm sure they had more than that. I think because they just played so much. Yeah. It feels like they had more than they actually have. Yeah. Um, but yeah, richly deserved. Oh, I just can't believe that 
I, and and I, I mean this as a credit to Hailstorm, really. It's just mad to me that Slayer are playing that slot the next day. It's just, yeah. This lineup's mental. Uh, anything from the other stages we want to talk about? Um, the Avalon the stage who? is a little. The Hoos, Petushka, and Carcass. Love yeah. Oh, so love again, bites. we just talked about all that, and then Dana was there. Sorry. Love bites. Where's that? Japanese oh, yeah, that's metalers. So and yeah, once again, dog teeth stage, metal as fuck. Even though there's metal all over the main stage as well. And underside, metal from Nepal. Yes. Go support them. Very, very good. Um, we talked about Petushka, so uh, this is a uh, extreme metal band who uh, all mysterious, performing hoods with uh, ritualistic props all over the stage. Um, but it's kind of gone to shit because they split in two. I don't know which one this is. Well, this Batushka has got the singer, but... Um, Tell us the facts, Oh, That's what we want. Okay. Just the facts. This Batushka assigned to Metal Blade. The singer is a guy called Bart. And they are releasing a new album called Hospody, I think it is. Very, very soon on Metal Blade. But there was another incarnation of the band now as well, which is the guitarist... And he has formed his own version of the band, which is also releasing music. And he's put stuff out via YouTube. And he's also released an album, which is called Panahida. So at the moment, the fans seem to be split. There's this Batushka signed to Metal Blade. There's this Batushka, which is releasing stuff on the internet. And they're both going through legal proceedings to see who owns the rights to the name and who can call themselves Batushka. That is what we know right now. Okay, so which of these bands is playing... This is the this... one signed to Metal Blade, who's okay. re- released Hospody. So, will both these bands, in theory, if they play live, both still be doing the hooded thing and all that kind of stuff? No idea. No. We'll have to see how it plays out. But if they both believe that they're entitled to call themselves Batushka and carry on with Batushka, I assume they both want to wear ritualistic clothing. And I'd imagine this Batushka on signed to Metal Blade will be wearing ritualistic clothing at download. Well, it will be a spectacle it regardless. Will. And the, they, the Petushka, the one that was intact to start with, are really fucking good. Um, so The OG Petushka. That will be, I think there will be a lot of people seeing that um, because they are a very good band and have a bit of a mysterious thing about them, but also people are probably quite curious about what the fuck's mm. going on, so they don't know quite what's going to happen on stage. So There we go. There we go. Um, Carcass headlining Dog Two stage. Um, again, you've got between them and At the Gage, you've got two of the best definitely bands of all time. Fucking awesome. Uh, any other bands on the on the Saturday you want to talk about or back for greatness? Love Bites you mentioned. If you've not seen Love Bites, um, all female Japanese power metal five piece. Those old words you say very much in metal. They are just cool, mean. and they're properly into it too. It's not like they're just manufactured. They actually no, no, like no. the music. No, I think I think when you see like stuff come out of Japan, people sometimes assume it's a bit manufactured or a bit because of the idol culture. And, yeah, the idol culture exactly. But uh, no, they they are very very good. Oh, God, we've also ready. We've take all a this breath, Merlin. Sunday take a breath. I'm back in the game. Sunday then. Tool. Ah! How important is this tool gig and I guess all the other European takes they're doing to make sure they are still seen as relevant, so making themselves known maybe to audiences who aren't as familiar with yeah, them? Yes, so we were having this conversation the other day because they've got a massive audience already. I went to see them in Berlin two weeks ago and the fans there were absolutely devoted and on it and just could not wait. 
and they've got all these other massive shows around Europe. So there's an audience of Tool fans that are ready-made, that are waiting for Tool to come back, that are waiting for the record, that are super hyped on it. And yet, there was a moment in the show before he played, I can't remember what, it was something from Undertow, and Maynard said, if you're under 26 years old, you wouldn't have even been a sperm when this was released. Um, so, yeah, there's a whole generation out there, sort of, I guess, under 20 or whatever, or the last album, how many years ago was that now? 10,000 days. Yeah, so there's a whole generation of people that might never listen to Tool because they're not on Spotify, they're not as easy to I think it's so important stumble to across. Um, I think they've made a profile now, but they've got new music on it. But yeah, there's a whole generation of people that just don't really know what they're all about. So while they have this huge captive audience, there's a whole generation and we're just kind of wondering... Are they going to get on board with it? What are they going to make of it? Are they going to show up to watch it? Are they going to go out and buy the record when it comes out? It's kind of hard to tell whether they're kind of going to carry on with their existing fan base, which is obviously sizable and great, or whether they're going to expand it. And not sure how it's going to go, really. Interesting. Interesting. We've seen the show, so yeah, you know, we've got an idea. Yeah. We've got an idea. Go and watch the show, even if you're not really into them, because it's, it's a really cool visual spectacle. Loads of psychedelic visuals their videos on screens at the back they had in Berlin certainly they had these amazing lasers which are super dramatic and kind of come out from the back of the stage to the front and they do aim to make it a whole visual experience so Maynard is at the back with the drummer Danny and he's kind of in the shadows and then Justin and Adam are out front and it's all kind of about these visuals these screens the atmospherics and creating that experience so it's definitely unique to watch no other band is going to have a show or an experience like this that weekend Absolutely, absolutely, and they are supported by Smashing Pumpkins, which mm-hmm. is again a massive, massive band. Did Wembley, I think, on the last tour. So this is, in my opinion, a, a festival headline worthy band. Um, and they were kind of the same generation as Tool, in that they was doing that kind of like alternative music type thing, yeah, uh, popular in the nineties. So it could be a similar kind of audience where there's some people who are super into them, some people who don't really know what they're about, and that you know their massive records were the ones from the nineties, and they're carrying on doing stuff in recent years but um, I, I kind of hope it's like a 90s bangers set to be honest I, I would imagine it is for a for a festival set because they probably yeah. get an hour or so right now so um, I think it speaks volumes that there's so much uh, we can talk about this lineup to such a good length and then you kind of just go oh yeah then we're going to play on the main stage crazy how did they sneak like in there? One of the greatest like, metal bands oh, of all time. Just so one of the best metal bands of all time. So good. Um, I thought they were really, really good with Slayer. Um, yeah. But I think again, they're one of those bands. Like they're one of those bands. They've been around the blocks enough times, and they've been at Download enough times where you could easily take them for granted. But they could so easily turn up and just blow everyone off stage. I was literally just thinking, break, I'd know? be so gutted if they split up because I just love them so much. Right. I don't know if that's gonna happen, but um, I think it's just it looks. Just, I, I don't know. Lamb of God is just like, yeah, it's Lamb of God, but they could genuinely be the best band on that day. Because they really, really take pride in being a live band as well. That's really where they come to the fore. Like, yeah. we're talking about Corey's double knee operation, and, you know, Randy's not exactly had it easy, and, you know, he's got a body you might expect from years and years and years of touring, and, you know, never mind what else has happened. But he will still go out there and throw himself around and do a show and get into it and it's great isn't it definitely it's going to be wicked Modern Marth as well yes headlined a festival of their own last year did you see them last time did you see them last time they played Download Uh, it 
was so cool. They brought it was the middle of the day. They had pyro. Is that when they had, they had the, the Viking stuff? Yeah. Yeah. The but they had, they had a proper show in the middle of the day, and like you could see people from around the festival site gradually getting drawn into the main stage, and they had a huge crowd by the end of it because everybody just wanted to see what was going on. I watched it with Dom, and he was just loving it. I don't yeah, think he had a drinking was, horn, but you know he was still having a great time. Having a lovely old time. Yeah. Um, Godsmack. This is weird, actually, because it's it's going to be fascinating to see what crowd Godsmack draw the most stage. Because the last time I saw Godsmack, in fact, I've seen Godsmack twice at American festivals in the last two years, and I will tell you right now, they're bringing crowds of like fifty thousand people. Yeah, it's absolutely insane. But it's over the, here, people don't guess much. It's the radio rock thing, isn't it? It's a sort of smooth radio rock accessible mm. thing. It must be weird for them as well to come to a different territory and just not have the same reaction. They didn't really come here very much, so maybe now they're trying to build up that fan base. I don't think they toured here in like a decade. I don't know if they, they toured. They did at one point. I think they toured on the last record, didn't they? But before that, they hadn't come here for like yeah, 10 years. Yeah, I went to their first gig in years and years because they did the forum and the Defiled supported. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Many years ago. Uh, Under Oath again kind of uh, I feel like they're one of those bands that loads of people in bands really like but I'm not that fussed yeah if, again if people like them they like rave about them it's sort of like slightly cultish in that sense you know you don't yeah. really get people who are just like yeah Under Oath are good it's like ah oh, Under Oath I'm going to lose my shit yeah you got, and then you've got I Prevail who are kind of um, I saw them do the Underworld a couple of years Beat ago Beatdowns yeah like Beatdowns were kind of you know polished very polished boy bandy no. vocals um, and then you've got Kane Hill who are a bit of an odyssey that would be really interesting to see them on the main stage yeah I saw them last time they played Download they were in the tent it was when they'd just done like slam dunk download mm. shows in the UK and they're really trying to like establish themselves and I'm not sure where they sit now like you know how many fans they've got what those fans are like because they took that left turn with the last record it was acoustic and more influenced by the softer parts of Alice in Chains that they like so they sort of went from new metal to sort of acoustic stuff um, I don't know bit of a split personality still finding thing, their feet aren't they I think Kane yeah. Hill they don't quite know exactly what they want to be yeah I feel like they came out and just wanted to be like a famous metal band and kind of went here's all our heroes we're just going to follow in the footsteps and they had a big push behind them but I don't know like long term what they want to do really yeah um <sighs> Slayer play in the UK for the last time ever. Yeah. That is yeah. wild. And again, I keep saying it, but credit to Download because I really do think people shouldn't take this stuff for granted. Like, the last time Slayer will ever play the UK, um, and I think it's absolutely the right call to have given them a headline set on the second stage rather than potentially have them playing under Slipknot on the Saturday or something like that. Uh, not, I mean, I think, they have, I think this could have headlined the whole festival anyway, but I think... Maybe if people knew Slayer were playing, a lot of people would have seen they'd play under Slipknot. But I think giving them their own headline set, um, where they're going to get you know the full show, a full set, they're going to get a proper send off. It's going to be heavy. It's going to be fast. It's going to be emotional. Um, it's going you know it's going to be a hell of a thing, isn't it? Are you going to watch Slayer at all? Uh, I will probably. Well, if I'm if I'm if I'm still on site by then, I'll definitely be watching Slayer. I've got an early interview on the Monday, so it depends what time I have to get off site. But um, Slayer's final UK show, to me, I am much more um, into over tour. I'm guessing you'll go see tour. Yeah, I, I, I said goodbye to Slayer at the uh, Wembley show and I kind of thought this is the last show and I enjoyed it and I had a good time. 
So, I don't yeah, know. I feel a little like that. Although they were, they've been so good the last couple of years. So, uh, Alice, Tool or Slayer? Slayer. I think you can see some of Tool Lots of Slayer, can't you? Yeah. It's not like. Yeah, you can. But you're going to see Slayer. Yeah, I'm doing Slayer. Cool. <clears throat> I feel like I should do, but. I really enjoy seeing it all again, so... You're either going to see one legendary band's last show that you'll get to see, or you're going to see one legendary band's last show in 13 years. Yeah. I mean, I did already see them, so I probably should go and see Slayer, but again, I felt felt like I saw their last show already, and... Yeah, I saw them on the last tour, and I've seen them before that, but I just want to see their last ever UK show. Fair dues. Dream Theatre, just the biggest band in their field of progressive metal... Field. Um, in a field. They will get a very big crowd and everyone who's there will probably love them for that. So fair play to them. I mean, even just like just down here, you've got, oh look, there's Anthrax just casually hanging out. One of the most yep. important metal bands ever. Um, Beartooth are playing as well. I uh, loved Beartooth before Anthrax. That is great. Is that how it plays out on the Clash Finder? Yeah, is it Beartooth before Anthrax? That is a not a crowd overlap, I would expect there. You've got Star Set, Star Set and State Champs and Beartooth, so it gets slight, slightly heavier, and then it goes like pocket metal. Anthrax, Dream Theater, Slayer. Uh, Beartooth, um, oh, we both really like Beartooth, don't we? Yeah, know? I like Beartooth. But I feel like they could run a risk of being also rounds on this lineup. Like, I think they're going to have to come out and absolutely tear it up yeah. to be remembered particularly off the back of this well we're talking about bands on like the bill of a whole day yeah if you're all playing on a day that's got Lamb of God Smashing Pumpkins Tool and Slayer on it yeah I know that it's not necessarily the exact same bands going for that but I think you're going to have to stand out even compared to bands like again Enter Shikari who can headline Alexander Palace on their own right and are a massively important band for the UK scene over the last 10 years um you know, Beartooth have a lot to do to kind of pull off something really memorable, I think. And I say that as a fan. I say that as someone that would love to see them turn up and smash it. Um, few heavier bands on the Avalon stage uh, on the Sunday. Um, few that would be absolutely nuts, of course. Amity Affliction. Not very metal. Could you? Could you? <laughs> I love, really like some of their stuff, but could you ever back them to really steal the show on a bill like this? It's going to be Fever 333, I think, because... On that stage, definitely. Yeah. Well, Obviously, I mean, Enter Shikari. Yeah, but, you know, Shikari, Enter Shikari are going to be the best band of the day, but <laughs> having Fever 333 into Enter Shikari is awesome. Like, I would love to go... I'd love to go to that gig. It's just that I'm probably going to be watching Smashing Pumpkins and Tour. Yeah, sure. Which is a pain in the ass, because Fever 333 and Shikari is so good. It's so good. And, and Slayer at the same time. This Sunday is stupid. The hot, it's like, mad, isn't it? I want to go to all of this and I can't, so please somebody clone me or just do the Sunday three times. Because I just want to go and see all of the bands and I know I can't. Um, some other really cool bands playing down there now. Heart of a Coward, they've got their new singer, so they're, they're in a good place at the moment, so they'd definitely be worth a watch to see if they're still kicking ass live. Black Peaks, fantastic band. Um, if you're around the Avalon stage area, definitely go and see them. Black Futures, interesting, experimental, mm. weird, noisy stuff. Um, quite a lot of hype around that live shows they might be worth a watch uh, God and then again you get right down to the dog do stage on the Sunday you've got Municipal Waste Whitechapel a lot of people really White love Chapel, that new album brilliant album yeah. um, Old Cest fucking great band uh, yeah 
It's going to be good. Anything else to pick out from Sunday in particular? Crystal Lake, Japanese band. Crystal Lake. I'd be really interested to see them if I can, because um, I think they are really good, but I've heard they're fucking great live, so I'm interested to see that. Um, and NXT, if you're into all that kind of stuff, lots of wrestling, which is good. You like that. Uh, so, where well, should we sign this up? Who are you most excited for this weekend? And who do you think has the capacity to steal the show? Who do you think would be the biggest surprise of the weekend? Who are you most excited for overall? I'm most excited for Carcass. Oh, really? Awesome. Yes. Love it. That's a fine choice. <laughs> Just because they're Carcass and they're wicked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who do you think could surprise everybody and uh, turn out and get everyone talking that might not have been anticipated? I don't know. Um, hmm. My, should I go while you think about yeah. it? Mine is Slipknot for the most excited about. Because, like I said, I saw Tool recently, so I'm really excited about that. But Slipknot, obviously, not seen for a few years. And coming back with new songs, new masks, new show, like, for me, that is going to be mm-hmm. number one. And then the whole, like, talks about after the weekend I would look to the smaller stages like we said I'd look to Underside from Nepal who were going to have um, you know like Dancing Demons on stage Batushka who were going to have the ritualistic masks The Who who were going to have like the Mongolian instruments like the Dogtooth stage on the Saturday I would say and Love Bites as well like again Japanese power metal played by women I would say the Dogtooth stage on the Saturday is where all the most interesting things are going to be happening like fully like just weird exciting upcoming stuff a bit unpredictable like I would go there if you want to see stuff you've not seen before cool yeah I, I definitely say I'm most excited for Slipknot um, I just think yeah I, I, I'm excited because I feel like they've got something to prove this isn't just them coming and doing another festival and just smashing out the hits. I feel like there's going to be some fire in their bellies. And yeah, we haven't even mentioned the fact that they've not got Chris and they've got somebody else. Like, yeah, they've got random... Yeah, um, that adds another sort of like... There's real thing to the something. There's new masks. There's <laughs> yeah. a bit of controversy. There's been some injury. New songs. Um, obviously, there's been a horrendous tragedy in the ranks of somewhat glorified, but I'm saying that, you know, there's a lot of turbulence going on in Slipknot at the moment and they are the band that I just think know how to turn that into something epic. Uh, so yeah, really excited for them, um, and I really think I th- honestly think Trivium could come out and, if not quite steal the weekend, then be a band that has everyone talking. Like yeah, I know Slipknot were good, but fucking hell, did you see Trivium that day? Uh, I really think they could do something special, and I'd love to see it. So there, that's download. We'll be reviewing all of that next week. Um, it's going to be a hell of a weekend. You'll have to review for me. Are you not going to be it? No. That sucks because you'll see bands that we won't have seen. I'll have to. You'll have to give me some notes. I'll have to text you. Yeah, give me some notes. And you have to read them in my voice. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> or sing them. No. Um, so we will, maybe we'll, we'll, see, we'll get someone else in maybe to, in, to do the review as well. But anyway, we will be reviewing the best of download, maybe the worst of download, next week on the podcast. Oh, can someone read some questions? Because my voice is going. <laughs> I'm only just getting started for the weekend. Yeah. Facebook.com forward slash Mountain Hammer Readers if you want to come ask us questions for the podcast or just hang out. Okay. So, what's your guilty pleasure metal album from Simon Briggs? Um, 
I'd love to say, I don't have a guilty pleasure metal album, but to be honest, I do feel quite bad for myself when I listen to Aerostorm. <laughs> because I just know, I know it's wrong. It's a fucking nonsense. My favourite band's Iron Maiden. I'm fine with stuff being a bit silly and overblown, but I saw them at, <clears throat> at Heavy Montreal and they had a rubber duck on stage and they got one of the single biggest crowds of the weekend. They got a, twice the crowd that Kajira did. It was ridiculous. Three to, probably five times the crowd that Baroness did. But they got some good songs. <laughs> so what can you do? That's mine. Well, I don't have one, but I know that's a boring answer. So I'm going to go with Upon a Burning Body and the song that goes, guess how many fucks I give, three, two, none. Which I think was some Straight From The Barrio. Yeah, Straight From The Barrio. Yeah, Upon a Burning Body, I fucking love those guys. Used to big them up very, very much so. Their, near, their lyrics can be a little bit new metal. That's why it's a bit embarrassing. Yeah. Because, like... But then I'm not embarrassed that I listen to Limp Bizkit at all, so... Me, me it's either. It's funny, isn't it? Hmm. Yeah, there you go. Any eyes, anything you're that is about? the song Media Blackout. I'm not embarrassed about any metal, really. You're embarrassed about some of the stuff you don't like, because I think you should be. No, <laughs> Seconded. No, I'm not embarrassed Good, about that. Good, fine. You shouldn't be. You do you. Um, yeah, and you do you guys. Tim Marta yeah. asks, I really thought about this. Is Tim Marta asks, is Slayer's final UK show clashing with all the worst clash in Dano's history? Maybe. Yes. Maybe. Yes. For me personally, I was more uh, devastated when Slipknot and The Prodigy clashed in 2009. That's so right. I went to see the first 40 minutes of Prodigy and then the rest of Slipknot. That's a very you clash. It's really hard with clashes because I often <clears> do the same thing. I'll be like, oh, I'll get watch half of this and half of this. By the time you've like walked through the site or bands have started late or early or whatever it's really hard to actually kind of do all the ones you want mm. first world problems guys first world problems well I think the worst clash is Def Leppard and at the gates so <laughs> whatever <laughs> there'll be someone listening to this that has the same you're, well, you're genuinely more gutted than that than Slayer at all yep interesting well, Ryan Smithies asks, who is the new drummer for Slipknot? Surely you could pull a few strings and find out. Uh, he's uh, Jay, so there you go. <laughs> Do you think he means the new Chris Fair? Yeah, no, I'm just being a wanker. Um, the new percussionist. <laughs> Don't know. We honestly God, have no idea. I probably will try and drop and you find out from some of Slipknot's people this weekend. And if I find out, I can't tell you. And I probably won't find out, so... There's lots of rumours. I'd love to pretend I've got that sway to go, go on, tell me, but... No. Go on, Alice. No, um, Chris Fenn's son. Was that one? No, Clown's son. Clown's son. Yeah, that would be really weird. They go, they go Chris <laughs> Fenn next and they've got one of his kids in. Meh. I'm making up new rumours here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, there's a thing online it could be Clown's son, but yeah. I don't know if that's true. Well, we'll we'll find out one day, maybe. Maybe we'll, we'll probably find out when someone spots on the internet spots like a, a knuckle hair yeah. that he recognises from someone else in a band. Exactly. Like um, Elliot Holt asks if you could add one high street food chain to the download site, which would it be? He would personally choose Greg's purely for the vegan sausage roll. Good chance. That's amazing. Hmm. Chicken oval it bites. Is a good Can't beat the chicken oval bites or the gingerbread novelties at Greg's. I do think that would go down well. If they brought the vegan sausage rolls to download, it would definitely sell out like that. 
because mm. it's a thing yeah yeah weird. Shit. I'd also sure. like to see wasabi just because they have really nice meals like warm meals cold it could be a pain in the ass to eat though no because if you get like the sushi set you can pick up all the little bits individually and just eat them with, with chopsticks yeah I'm well, not taking chopsticks to a festival well, is there are chopsticks for noodles yeah, there yeah but I don't want to use that that's well, you can like, use a fork if you then. drop that that is gone use a the fork up again. my favourite thing at download actually is the use a fork my favourite thing at download is the long sushi wraps they sell is it maki something like that are they called that there's like oh, a stand and that, it yeah. sells... No, but I saw them in um, All Points East. I saw them out in the wild, so... Wild? Yeah. What would you bring to download, Alice? I don't know. It's 8pm, you've had a few beers, you need your food stock up before you go see me first in the Gibby Gibbies. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Well... <laughs> um, I don't know. Shit, I can't even think of any right now. I what can't think of like? one. Yeah, like what? I don't know. I just like chips, to be honest. There's that stand at Downloads. Well, wasn't, wasn't there There's like. There's a stand at yeah, Downloads where you can to... get chips with all different things on. They're good. There was. Get the cheese on them. There yeah, was. We're talking about what you want. There's not there already. Chips. I know. I think. I don't know if there's a single more unimaginative answer to what would you like to have That's my favourite festival food is chips, so. But that's not what the question is. I know, I answered already. I, I said wasn't, wasabi. Wasn't that and you were mean to me about chopsticks, so. Wasn't that gourmet burger kitchen at Sonosphere? Gourmet burger kitchen? Yeah, I feel like there so was. One I'm sure there was one at Sonosphere. Really? It was definitely a festival that I've been to. Oh, was like, Sonosphere? What? Yeah, maybe. I was like, that's amazing. Yeah, I didn't buy any, but that would be good. Good, and I also think that Prime Minister would be good. Have you ever been to Prime, Prime Minister? Again, no. I worry about like the integrity of the pie. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, the pie is so good when you're hungover. Like a proper pie full of goodness. Mm. The best I always ones. have uh, a Nando's, but oh, a Nando's would be good. Not so that I can sit and try and eat hot chicken. <laughs> um, I would have the veggie beanie wrap because it's amazing with halloumi in it. That's nice and neat, mm. you can eat it, it tastes good, gives you a bit of a kick with the spice. The best Ooh. thing at download is the crumble stand. They've got a crumble stand where you can get different kinds of crumble. Well, like apple crumbles. Yeah. Stuff. What else is there? Of the crumbles, I think so, yeah. Plum, maybe. I can't remember all the crumbles I've had. <laughs> That's so funny. And I like the ice cream stalls as well, where you get all the not the ice creams, the milkshakes. Oh, yeah, and the, the ice cream. Just want chips. Oh, actually. it's going to be a fun weekend. Someone do another question. <laughs> Alice can do it. Okay. <laughs> um, with Muse, Metallica and Rammstein all playing their own stadium shows, Def Leppard, Slipknot and Tool at Download, and Foo Fighters and R&L. Many leads. That's r and <laughs> It's not cult enough for you. It's a Twitter question, right? There's no characters to fit in. Have we ever been more spoiled the choice between the very biggest bands? And I will say... Yes, we have. Oh. Go on. In the 90s, obviously, when all the best bands toured. Well done. All of these bands were playing in the 90s. No, like early 90s. Apart from, well, even Slipknot were playing. Early 90s, when it was like all the grunge heavyweights and Nine Inch Nails. They still And talk. like all of these, though. Okay, obviously Nirvana and Soundgarden, for very obvious reasons, don't tour anymore. But Alice and Chase original, still tour. Original lineup. Pearl Jam still tour. Yeah, but original lineup. Yeah, last year was amazing for gigs. Last year was like. You still had all the seven Death Tones, Nanich Nails, Pearl Jam, like. At their peak. Perfect Circle, all in a few weeks last year. That was incredible. Do you remember that fortnight? That crazy fortnight? For me, I mean, yeah, fair point. If you're you're got a particular 
uh, love for that era, that's pretty hard to fuck with. But I mean, for me, it's like, even though it would be nice to see a few bands break on a bigger level, I think if you want legendary, like you can see, you can see Def Leppard, you can see Slipknot, you can go see Metallica, but you can also go and see brilliant young bands that are kind of through the scene. You can go and see legendary extreme metal bands. You can go and see rock and roll heavyweights. You can see new metal bands. Like apart from very specific instances, there aren't many bands at the moment. Um, certainly, as far as metal concerns, that you just can't see anymore. Obviously, Slayer's about to be one of them. Um, Black Sabbath, you can't see now. But most of them are still there, really, which is nice. So I'm excited. This is an interesting question. Mike Collins asks, if logistics weren't an issue, which presumably they have been, would you keep the download main stage headliners in the same order, or would you put them on a different days to change the feel of the weekend? For example, have Leopard on the Sunday so the festival closes on more of a party vibe. So this is reaching to the fact that historically download has normally done a bit of a classic rock. If there is a classic rock day, it's normally mm. on a Sunday. So would you switch that up? Do you think that works better that way around? Or? I don't know. I don't think I'd put it on the Sunday. I don't really like having bands that I really care about on Sundays. <laughs> <laughs> that should be amazing. That's a tiny yeah, bit. Like, I know what you mean, Sunday, I'm really tired. You're not and a, I'm a, like, so, like, that's kind oh. of why I like to have a classic lockdown on a Sunday, because I go on Friday and Saturday, I get really hyped, and then come home on Sunday, because I wouldn't usually watch the big classic rock bands. But let's pretend we're not hacked journalists, and remember when we go into <laughs> festivals, because you want to watch all three days, and you get excited about it. Yeah, but even then, yeah, there'd always be a day where I was a bit like, oh, it's this day that I'm not too excited about. There's always one day in the middle or at the end that I'm like that's not as good a day I'm sure everybody has that where they have a day at a festival that yeah. isn't as good as their other days well Sunday does tend to feel like it's almost unless you decide to just do Lally anyway it does tend to feel like a, not a half day but it just it feels like you, you know you've got to go in the next day you can't go all out you can't go quite as crazy I think place. also by that maybe time maybe classic rock lends itself to that because it's a bit more chilled yeah. so you just have a bit more of a sing along and you know it's as well if the weather conditions aren't so great or like the site's got a lot of like food wrappers on it and you can't sit on the floor because it's rained, you feel a bit like, yeah, I don't know, it's a bit of a downer on a Sunday sometimes. Like That's any festival, not just download. I think also party vibe is um, subjective. I like, feel like party me, vibe is when you get biggest, there. The biggest party vibe of this whole weekend is the advert going straight into Slipknot. Oh yeah, That's a too. party for me. That's my party like, vibe Slipknot, well. uh, I know they're a really heavy band, but it's big, groovy... Yeah. Shout and sing along metal songs, and um, followed by uh, sorry, coming on after the album. Like that for me is where the biggest party will be this weekend. Yeah, you know what I mean. That's how I feel as well. I forgot what the question was. And then would you would you switch around? <laughs> would you switch it? No, I think it's a good. I think it's, I think a good, it's good, good. Yeah, I think like tool ending is quite good because they they have got like quite a lot of. I don't really know how to describe it, but they're not like party. No. They're it's like, slow, methodical. Yeah, pace. so yeah. I think that's quite a good one to leave on. I think Slayer, maybe I'd move to the Saturday. See, I think Slayer, it feels nice that they're seeing at the festival. But yeah, that is that is good. But I know what I, you mean, but yeah, it's, yeah. So I don't know. I don't think I'd change it, really. I, I think it's a really well-placed festival. I think definitely feels weird, just because we're used to having them playing. I'd rather them on a Saturday, but... But, because um, I'm usually more like in the party spirit on a Saturday. Saturday is usually the day that I'm like, right, yeah, let's do this. Yeah, but I'm going to have to do it on the Friday now. <laughs> yeah, but I, I feel the same, so I really like this because I'm, I'm probably not going to be there on Friday because work. But 
Um, I think the I like the fact that you got like a fun, rocking <laughs> Friday night. But then to me, that then feeds into the Saturday. Like to me, the whole thing is basically building up to Slipknot in terms of the big fucking the festival's going to get torn down mm. set. And then the next day you get you get the nice nod of the Captain Slayer closing things out, and then like you said, Tall and Smashing Pumpkins is a good like leveler. It's not too intense for a Sunday, I don't think. So yeah, I agree. I think that really works. Uh, that is it for this week's episode. That was in a bumper episode. How long have we been recording for? Forever, forever and ever, forever days and on ever. end. Well, I hope you liked it. Uh, might end up being the same next week because next week we're going to be reviewing Download 2009. I'm sad I'm not going to be The best here. and worst of the UK's biggest rock festival. Um, I don't think there's going to be much worse on there with that lineup. Uh, did the Ambird manage to fit in with the rock crowd? Did Slipknot pull off one of the most important gigs ever? How was Slayer's final showing? What was it like Tool coming back? It's all going to be on here next week, so tune in then. We're also going to be unveiling the brand new issue of Metal Hammer. It is coming all guns blazing. Hey? Woo! Hey? I'm not sure what you're asking me to do with Nothing, with just my response. Nothing, just saw my little hint. Never mind. Um, all guns. Oh! <laughs> we will see you next I get it week. now. It's very exciting, guys. Yeah. Very exciting, guys. Uh, it is very exciting uh, we'll see you there next week it's going to be a hell of a weekend we'll see you at download come say hi if you've been listening to the podcast and we will raise a beer and get silly to Slipknot we'll see you next week everybody goodbye bye guys bye.